No one ever knows what evil lurks in the shadows, what makes its home in the void. A lone group of heroes band together to become the light in that darkness, to face the oncoming storm. I'm Drew, and I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Jordan, and I'm playing the half-elf sorcerer, Theranor. I'm Donnie, and I'll be playing gnomish rogue, Lemmy. I'm Juju, playing a wood elf cleric named Aoife. And I'm Thomas, playing a changeling ranger named Pock. Welcome to Crit Storm. So, last time where we left our intrepid heroes, they had once again braved even further into the depths of the abandoned orphanage where they found... A strange set of items that possibly have a dark history or even dark intentions about them. Lemmy found himself a fancy gold ring and also a secret passage to which he was not quite strong enough to open on his own. But this led to an underwater sanctuary of sorts where they found a pile of refuse and then... A stone altar and a dais in the middle of murky water. Only until Theranor had mounted the altar did now we have apparitions of cloaked figures void of any type of features among their face chanting a single phrase. One must die. What's happening? Lemmy says, gentlemen... Uh, this domicile's under new ownership. <laughs> if you don't want any trouble with the constable, I suggest you leave now. If they're like a de- Except for one of you. One of you can say. <laughs> if they're like a demonic cult, I mean, they're probably legal, like lawful evil and into contracts and stuff. So they might respect <laughs> that we have the deed. There does not seem to be a single response. They just keep, you know, chanting. One must die. One must die. All right, well, I outed myself, so back to the shadows. That is a 19 plus 4 is a 24. <laughs> I mean, nothing says it has to be one of us. It can be one of them. You you hide. You hide within the uh, confines of the corner. Nice. And Drew, you said they were scattered around the the room? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, is, it seems like most of you are on the... Uh, the lower half of the sanctuary. Pock is still kind of positioned by the pillar. Aoife is standing next to the pile of refuse. You up on the dais. And uh, Lemmy hiding within the confines of the shadow in the lower uh, southeastern corner. Oh, no, I'm, a, I'm a, like halfway back to the inn. <laughs> <laughs> You're free to go. That uh, <laughs> that secret entrance that you found in the, uh, in the prison is very much open. Lemmy is hungry. He's out. Really? No, no. Remember, Drew Drew has that rule. If you say it, a very firm rule, you say it, it happens. (laughs) Lemmy is hiding in the corner. Oh, we say it, it happens. I I kill all of the apparitions. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Roll initiative. You can certainly try. Um, Is there any uh, of those dudes standing next to me right now? No, they seem to be like up above you on like ledges that overlook this kind of sanctuary area. Oh, so they're not on the walkway. And no, they are not on the okay. walkway. Okay, that's good. Cause if they were, um, yeah, I was about to attack. I might still. Um, I look at Theranor panicked. What are you doing over there? 
I haven't decided yet. Darenor, get down. Get down <clears throat> off that altar. It's like you're yelling at a dog. Get off the table. Yeah. Get off the table. Bad sorcerer, bad. <laughs> hmm. I'm, I'm yelling at you. So, so you said they were, they were ghostly? They're like incorporeal? So you have them, you have these apparitions that seem to be kind of like gazing down at you. Again, devoid of all features and a face, just like a black void underneath those... Uh, the similar black robes that you had found uh, chained up to the skeleton in the prison where you found the ring. They seem to be there, but not there. Theronor, I might suggest listening to Aoife and seeing if they go away when you're away from the altar. Hmm. Yeah. I was tempted to do some kind of bluffery, but I'm, I'm gonna head back towards the nearest stairway. I mean, we heard them chanting before when none of us were by the altar. Okay, so you're going to leave the dais? Yeah. Okay. What is uh? What's everybody else doing? I'm nervously like pointing my arrow around at everything. I'm just I'm just panicked. Okey-dokey. I don't know what I don't know what to do. I am panicked. Can I set a save point? Try a couple things and reset to that <laughs> save point if I need to. <laughs> you didn't necessarily find a bunch of health potions and uh, some fabulous items anywhere. So you definitely didn't know that a kind of like a semi-boss battle was coming, did you? Usually. <laughs> if video games have taught me anything. <laughs> I mean, if I found a health potion, I would have used it. <laughs> yeah, if video mm. games have taught me anything, it's that when you leave all the small rooms and enter a really large room, that usually means something's going to attack you. That is a definite possibility. There were also different parts of the map that you guys left uncovered. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which set of stairs are you uh, heading towards? Um... You have the uh, stairs that are in the upper uh, northern west, uh, northern western. Yeah, I was going to lean area towards that area, heading kind of to the north. That way, if we have to, we can like desperately scramble for the portcullis, or potentially make okay. make our way back to the secret, the secret door. Yeah. It is still okay. closed. Uh, I, I didn't manage to open the portcullis. I know, but we can still try to scramble and open it. Right. Okay. So as you step down off the dais and you enter the water, heading towards the stairs, the chanting. Of the one must die, one must die, one must die stops. Are the apparitions still there? Oh, they're still there. And now there's like a low hum, and then suddenly you just hear the words Lordoth, the decayer, we awaken thee. Aoife, move now. Uh, As they say, Lordoth, the decayer, we awaken thee. Something starts to move, and it is definitely coming from that pile of refuse. Can I throw a firebolt into that pile of refuse? Hold on. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's so busy making it the right size. Oh my gosh. Is it really that big? I know this isn't yes, terribly it, useful. Yes, it is. What it is, Aoife, give me a knowledge nature as this giant pile of stuff just comes to life up towards you, and you see a pair of red glowing eyes from underneath it. It's a shambling mound, isn't it? Eight, that you would be an that. 18 total. Ah, Eva, you recognize it as a shambling mound. <laughs> oh yeah, the shambling mound. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. I cast Sacred Flame. Okay. But there aren't any books here. You know you, you, know you can move too, right? <laughs> there aren't any books here. Too surprised <laughs> to move. I cast Sacred Flame after roll. If she's casting that as soon as I see her casting, my arrow lets go. That sounds initiative Okay. 
Yeah. Well, that's fine. I'm it's hoping a surprise roundy. <laughs> it's a it's a slow moving mound. I'll definitely give you the ability to. Efa would definitely have that like you know twitchy panicky reaction because you know I mean as she as she likes to set things on fire. She'll, she'll definitely be able to cast Sacred Flame. Pock, you've already been saying that you've been keeping a watchful eye with your bow knocked. Do I? I'll let you both get an attack oh, on Oh, do it. I not to get to throw my fireball? Uh, not from that far away. Oh, heck yeah, from that far away. It's 120 feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's 12. You throw your Sacred Flame at it, and it, it doesn't necessarily seem to hurt it a great deal. Yeah, it, it, it gurgles at you. Pock, you uh, want to let an arrow fly? Yes. Maybe. 24. Okay. You uh, you definitely hit it. That's 10 damage. I think we have time for initiative, folks. A very boring 10 for Theranor. Nice. So I got 7. 3, 22 for Lemmy. Not so great for Pock. <laughs> 7. The monster goes on a 17. Who would have thought a shambling mound would not be very dexterous? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, Lenny, you, sir, have the first go. Okay, question. Answer. Bonus action can be taken mm-hmm. at any point in the turn. Can I do, like, main action first and then bonus action, or bonus action, then main action? I believe you can do a bonus action at any point in time. I can... Because I'm already stealthed from before the combat. It does have to be during his turn, though, doesn't it? Yes, it would. Yeah, that's okay. So, can I move to the creature attack, and then take a bonus action. Am I close enough? I know I can attack and take a bonus action, but am I close enough to move as well? A bonus action, you can take a bonus action only when a special ability spell or feature states that you can do something as a bonus action. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily determine when. I have cunning action now, so I can take a bonus action to stealth, like during a combat round. Um, And I'm already stealth, so I'm wondering, can I attack this thing? I have to close the distance, attack, and then try and disappear back into the shadows after I attack. Okay, now that would leave you right next to it. Yeah. Okay, just making sure of that. Yeah, you can totally do it. Okay, so I'm gonna advance and then lunge with my gentlemanly rapier. When do uh, rogues get sneak attacks? I have sneak attack. Uh, Right now it's just a 1d6. So that's a 10 plus five is a 15 to hit. So you hit on a 15? Yes, you do. That'll be nine piercing. And I will attempt to evade its notice, and that's not going to do very well. That's an 8 plus 5 is a 13. It is a plant, though. It can't be that perceptive. You can try to, like, hide, but you're not necessarily going to be perfectly stealthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, the, I mean, you, the, you can kind of you can kind of like hide yourself next to that wall that's around the corner from the uh, opening of the alcove. My interpretation of like the bonus action stealth is not necessarily disappear from sight, but be less obtrusive than other targets. Right, right. I get you. Okie doke. So it is now the the mound's turn. It's uh, it's going to go for the cleric in front of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm guessing a natural one does not do it. No. No. Thank no. goodness. No, it does not. Does he pass out for three rounds? <laughs> <laughs> After overextending himself? He just stays down and is now prone for all of our attacks. <laughs> 
I love the fumble charts. Yeah. Yeah, we need a fumble chart. All adjacent allies of your target may immediately make an attack of opportunity against you. Since it tried to take a giant swipe at Aoife, and it horribly, horribly missed. It is, it's groggy. It's been down here for a while. <laughs> it's just waking up. It's not really on its game. So Aoife and, uh, and Lemmy both get an attack of opportunity. I didn't do my 1d6 sneak attack modifier for my other attack. Well, you wouldn't necessarily have gotten sneak attack because you're not... I mean, for the first attack. Oh, for the first attack of the round? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're getting your attack of opportunity yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Both of, you, uh, both of you can roll. Seven. Seven is not going to hit it. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to hit it with my mace. What'd you roll? Eleven. Eleven does not do it justice no hang on she didn't add her attack bonus that was actually a 15 sorry 15 gets it right on the nose it's been a while since i used this mace sorry guys six bludgeoning damage all right six damage it takes and now it goes to theranor all the way across the pond uh how tall is uh shamble pants how tall is Shamble Pants? I'm just curious if, if like, I were to go up there, would I be out of reach, or can he just reach up and smack you? I mean, here's the thing. If you were to go up here, you'd be on the same level as Lemmy, who would have to... You'd have to go down the stairs if you were going to get an attack on him. Now, if he were to move out of his little cubby hole, uh, you, you could definitely hit it from the top. Gotcha. Oh, I was more curious if he could hit me <laughs> if he comes out. Oh, yeah, he, he could. Oh, yeah, he could reach oh, up okay. and hit you. Um, then in that case, I won't bother moving right now. Um, I would like to throw a firebolt into him. Okay, nope. 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. 20, 20 hits him. Six damage. Well, puck. I'll take my shot. Okay. 19. You hit. Let your arrows fly. Max damage. Uh, what is the, what's your max damage? 1d8 plus four. So, uh. So 12. Eight, yes. That's what eight plus four is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned it. I just wish I had cast uh, my hunter's mark last instead of losing it to a staring strike. All right. So an arrow plunges into the creature and it kind of lets out this like gargled shriek and I mean, it shakes itself. It doesn't necessarily seem to be, like, horribly hurting it, but you definitely know it was hit. Okay, Aoife, in front of you, a dangerous monster. Okay, I am going to definitely move back. Oh, smash it again. No, I'm going to move back. (laughs) Would you going to move back to your right or to your left? Because directly behind you, you have a pillar. Yeah, so I'm going to move to the right of that pillar. So the pillar's right, yeah, closer to Pac. Ah, okay. Yeah, let, let me flank. That's right. Um, yeah, all right. block my line of sight. So, <laughs> so moving moving away, it's going to get an attack of opportunity on you. I'm guessing an 11 does not hit you. It does not. I have a nice high armor class with my shield. Good, good, good. So you have stepped back. What would you like to do now? Did you want to move back even further aside from the uh, the five feet? No. Um, now that I'm a little further back, I, I want to cast Sacred Flame. And this time I'll do it the right way because I didn't read my spell card. They have to succeed on a dex saving throw or take 1d8 radiant damage. There's no attack roll for it. Okay. So. What's the dex check? Sorry again. Dexterity saving against my spell save DC is 13. No. All right. <laughs> Gets a whopping three. All right. So I'm going to roll my 1d8. <coughs> okay. You're welcome to keep rolling like this. And I rolled a one. <laughs> you, you'd you like that, wouldn't you? One damage. It just... <laughs> well, just standing in water. It is standing in water indeed. All right, slowly and surely, 
just kind of kind of whittling this this monstrosity away and it goes back to Lemmy hiding in the shadows from around the corner. Well, I'm not hiding because I took an attack of opportunity. So if I want to try and get another That's sneak attack, true. I have to take my bonus action up front, which is what I'm going to do. Okay. So while it's busy looking elsewhere, ah, oh, is that a, no, it's a nine. So that's a, four, that's a nine. 14. Hiding to you might seem like good to go. But the more that you're observing the creature, you have a hesitation as to thinking your stealth truly matters. Is he immune to crits? It's not a matter of immune to crits, but he might not have the best eyesight. Oh, okay. So him being possibly having blindsight might be kind of a moot point for you hiding. Okay, so I there's just no sneak attack against this guy. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could you could still you could still gain sneak attack if you were uh, flanking it. Okay, but I mean, gaining the sneak attack from like somehow like lunging outward, it's kind of like. Daredevil has blind sense. Yeah. So I'm already in its, like, sphere. Um, but if I if I wanted to, like, move within its square and actually get behind it, that would be bad because I'd be trapped yeah. back there. But would that provoke an attack of opportunity? <laughs> uh, no, actually, it wouldn't provoke an attack of opportunity because you're not leaving its threatening space. Okay. Um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to oh. get behind it. Hopefully the others will keep it busy and facing that way. Just going to tuck made... yourself into the alcove. Yeah. This is this is beautiful. All we can see is a little top hat back there. Theranor will <laughs> will get the monkey paw out. You again. suddenly just see Lemmy squeeze behind the creature. Okay, you have you have successfully moved behind the creature. Alright. Hey! Natty 20. Woohoo! I'm gonna give it to you because you're literally taking this super, super risk. And remember, I believe you still have an inspiration point to use as well. I do. Don't need it when you roll 20s. <laughs> Is that automatically double damage? So I'll give you a choice. Uh, you can take double damage or I could roll a critical hit chart. Oh, man. What do you think, guys? I, do- I like double damage myself. Okay. So that the, And the 1d6 sneak attack is not doubled, correct? That just fires no, just off your, as normal. No, just your original no, attack just the, is not the Just ability. the actual attack. Okay. So that would be 27 piercing. 27 piercing Rapier damage. is 1d8 plus 3, so that's 11 times 2 plus 5. That's what I'm talking about. You you skewer what you assume is its ass, but <laughs> from the smell, it could have been, it could be anything. <laughs> and uh, there's really nothing else I can do, so. Since it's not sure exactly what just hit it, but it's going to now, it's going to try and get out of its little alcove. And nice. It's gonna, that gives me more room. Hopefully that means it's going after Aoife. Hopefully. <laughs> Not that I want... Yeah, well, you... You're, because you're, <laughs> you're the tanky person. It has moved out of its little cubby hole. Let me... You can take another attack of opportunity yeah. since it did... It did leave you. It's not sure what just stuck it. It left you, Lemmy. Definitely going to do that. And that is a 20 to hit. That is a, that is a hit. And I shall do 6 plus 3 piercing, 9 more piercing. Okay, nine more piercing. All right. You have basically taken this thing down by half already. But since it's nice and out in the open, it's not constrained to the confines of its alcove, it is going to take a swing at Miss Aoife since she is the first thing that it can see. Stupid, gross, garbage monster. (laughs) Oh. How about an 18? Uh, That would be my armor class, so yeah. 
All right, then. Ooh. Ouch. Going for 14 damage as it slams you with its massive tentacle, arm, nub, whatever it could be. It's all a hodgepodge of nonsense. 14, you say. Okay, well, one hit point's better than none. <laughs> Jesus. So Aoife is down to one hit point. She looks bad, guys. She just got bitch slapped by a pile of garbage. <laughs> She looks so. like twice as bad as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. She's on the ground. She's bloodied. It is It is not looking good. Theranor, what will you do? Don't have too many options, so I'm just going to fling another firebolt. 19 to hit. 19 to hit. <laughs> One damage. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> so as you, as you hurl your firebolt and it hits it, you don't really notice it do much. At all. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to stay there? Are you going <sighs> to um, run run away? Just, yeah. Um, trying to think of what might be the best. If we should spread out to, to leave more options or... No, you know, I'm going to move up into the, the north uh, northwest corner. Climb the stairs and kind of get up there. That way, if we have to dart for the secret entrance, we can. Okay. Pock. You have a clear view of the large plant creature that has just gone all Bangkok dangerous on Aoife. Yes, and I am not happy about that at all. Seeing her go down like that really tripped a, a thing in me, and I'm gonna shoot yet another arrow at it. Alright, you go for it. 23? That's uh, that's too high. <laughs> <laughs> 11 damage. Okay, 11 damage. Aoife, you're in the water and you're bleeding! What is happening, girl? Oh my goodness disgusting garbage monster. I hate you right now. I guess I am close enough to swing at it with my mace, correct? Should you heal yourself? Swing at it with your mace, crawl away. I'm not gonna crawl Something. away. I'm, I, I'm... All right. I'm mad. This thing is disgusting and it hurt me real bad, so I'm going to swing at it with my mace. Oh, gosh. All right, swing away. That's a 15... 15 hits. It's two, so that's five bludgeoning. All right, you kind of smack its arm that is still kind of retracting away after it had hit you. All right, we go back up to Limmy, who is hiding in the back confines from where the Shambling Mound was. I would like to continue attacking its flank. Okay, so move up. Like onto the bottom of the stairs there. Right about yeah. there. Perfect. Yeah, okay, I think that's good. Moving up right behind it on the, you know, southern stairwell. I will thrust once more. Oh, it almost was 18, and then it switched it was to four. almost an 18. Okay, so that's only a nine. Yeah, that does not hit it. Um, I will hold here. Okay, you hold right there. And it's, uh, it's going to turn around because it now notices you after you tried to smack it, and it's, it's definitely going to try and slam you with its arm. Ha! What the hell? Uh, natural one uh, is a miss. It, it is another natural one for the creature. We are gonna do another fumble roll because I am just on fire today. Okay, so for the next attack against the creature, I will roll a 1d4 to determine who gets to reroll all ones and twos on their damage for the next attack. Oh, you know what, sorry. It is the next successful melee attack. So Aoife, you can have re-rolls of ones and twos against the creature. Cool. Yep, for the for the next successful melee attack. 
All right, well, at that point, the creature is definitely going to be missing. It's it's going to try, since it's it failed so hard against Lemmy, it's going gonna, it's gonna to try and move away a bit. Go up the dais slightly. Yes. Moving away from both of you, take another two attack of opportunities, please. And Aoife, if this hits, you can use your re-rolls of ones and twos. Get up on that altar. Amazing. One must die. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it looks like it's volunteering. <laughs> a 12. 12 total? Plus your weapon attack one. Uh, sorry, 18. Or 16. Okay, 18 definitely hit. Eight, 16, 16, sorry. 147. All the numbers. <laughs> Just 15 is the magic number. You definitely hit with a 16. Roll that damage. 1d6. Oh, yes. It is a 6, so that would be 8 total bludgeoning. 8 total? Yes. Okay. Donnie, your attack of opportunity. God dang it, another 4. Stop rolling 4s. Um, so 9. 9 again is a no-go. I just lightly scratch my initials into its hide without actually drawing blood. <laughs> okay. Uh, Theranor, <laughs> it uh, would be your turn. Alright, we'll just stick with what's working or not working. Uh, throw another firebolt. Uh, just a 14. Nuts. 14 does not hit. Fooey. Okay, Pock. Okay, so I'm gonna take another shot. You fire away, man. That's a 15. You hit. 10 points of damage. This is supposed to be a harder fight than you guys are making it. Uh, she's got Wait, one hit point, I've got I'm two. This is pretty hard. <laughs> I've hit one person and it's been Aoife. <laughs> As is Let tradition. Let do like an unexpected 40 points of damage though. <laughs> just, just slightly. <laughs> All right. Well, Aoife, it is your turn. Good. Um... I'm like, I'm. if I move back at this point, I would not be provoking his attack of opportunity, correct? No, it left your square, and that's when you got an yeah, attack on it left on. your square. Yeah, I'm just checking. Yeah. Uh, because I would like to move. Oh, man, my, my stupid sacred flame is not doing a dang thing for me, so. But it's a cantrip, so. And it's ranged. <laughs> it's ranged. All right, I am first going to move up onto the um, ledge. And then I will, for the life of me, try to cast Sacred Flame. I can only light, you know, dumb things like books on fire, not useful things <laughs> like a monster. <laughs> well, I mean, the more the more times that, you know, you've been casting Sacred Flame, it you can see that it is doing some damage. Now, when Theranor is casting his spell, knowledge towards it, Fire is not doing so much towards this creature based on your knowledge nature. Now, your lovely spiritual radiant damage is hitting it. All right, so I will cast Sacred Flame at this uh, shambling pile of garbage again. So that would be he needs a succeed on a deck save. How about an 11? Uh, no. Okay. All right, so let me roll this D8. This Do it. Do it to it. That would be delicious four points to you. Four damage is dealt. And, you know, again, it's it kind of sears it. it. It gurgles towards you. It's, it's definitely getting hurt. And as, you know, you, you guys slowly pick away at it, it's looking a little worse for wear. Back to the top. Lenny, you are at the top of the bottom row of stairs, staring at the creature that is slowly making its way onto the dais, actually. Hmm. Is it going to cast a ritual? Lemmy is going to get behind that pillar. That's a 
11. I don't know how well he hides himself behind that pillar, but he is going to ready his short bow, and that will end his turn. Well, it is the mound's turn. The mound is going to, it's going to move a little bit up here, and it's, it's just going to kind of like look around. Oh, and Why are you guys going to pick on me? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to take a, uh, a lunging swing towards uh, Pock's direction as it moves up just slightly. How much reach does this thing have? That is the question, isn't it? Well, yes, yeah. I asked it. <laughs> I mean, you could ask it. We haven't tried diplomacy yet. It's got like tentacles and stuff, though. Have you been touched by his noodly appendage? Okay, it misses Pock. I'm officially done rolling here. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled a two for all you all you listeners out there. He rolled a wonderful two. <laughs> Ones and twos. <laughs> Perhaps, Drew, if you imagine you're swinging at Aoife... Yeah. I should only be attacking Aoife. That's exactly where my damage should be going. Well, you don't have to attack okay. her. You just have to imagine you're attacking her. Well, Theranor. Uh, so you said that fire damage doesn't seem to be... It doesn't seem to be doing a whole hell of a lot. Okie Um, I am going to throw a chill touch at it instead, which is necromancy. It's fitting for the theme. And I whiff with a 13. And you whiff indeed. Buck. I'm going to go ahead and say that I shoot my bow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you shoot your bow. <laughs> That's a 26. What the hell are you rolling? <laughs> I rolled an 18 plus I have a plus eight to attack with my bow. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> All right. And six plus 10 damage again. Okie day. I mean, th this thing looks awful right now. Like more, more shriek like gurgled shrieks are kind of like coming out of it. It's just lucky I don't have Hunter's Mark on it because that's another D6 each time. Okay. Well, Aoife, your, uh, your, your good friend is, is sitting there waiting for you. Oh, is he? <laughs> hey, you stupid piece of pieces of gross stuff. Cast Please Sacred tell. Flame. All right, let's get that dex check. I... <laughs> The one away same thing. <laughs> one away. Nope. Well, no. The first time I rolled an eleven. Oh, okay. So, all right. Roll that radiant uh, damage on him. Oh, yes. Thank you. That would be an an eight. Yeah. You throw your your sacred flame at him. It hits him. He shrieks. You can see some of the some parts of his body just like singeing away. And I mean, it almost like you know, knocks it back just a little bit up them stairs. It's now like trying to get away from you. And it, it comes to our favorite gnome, Lemmy. What are you going to do, man? Lemmy's going to pop out from behind the pillar and fire his short bow. Yay. That is an 18 plus five. That's a 23, four plus three, seven piercing. Seven piercing damage. I'm going to actually give you your sneak attack because you're coming out from hiding. Okay. So let me roll another d6. So seven piercing plus three, ten piercing. Ten piercing damage. And as I fire, a single tear rolls down my <sighs> cheek because I have an affinity for plants. <laughs> well, you can dry it out afterwards and do what you need to do. You yeah. You pierce it. You pierce it with your with your arrow, and it kind of again gurgling shrieks. But this one seems to be a bit higher pitched, almost like a wail and it just stumbles back and it actually falls like right on that altar. And from what you've been, you've been able to discern from what's around you, that constant, you know, 
you know, uh, Lorgoth, the Decayer, one must die, one must die, one must die. It all stops, and the apparitions above you slowly start to fade away. And in like a hushed whisper, all you can hear is, He is pleased. Uh-oh. And they, and they are gone. My gosh, what did we just do? Probably sacrificed the Shambling Mound to Ossibus. No, we're, we're, we're not supposed to sacrifice anything. Eh. <laughs> 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 I walk over to Aoife and I'm like, it's better it than us at this point. Lemmy's going to go poke around. There might be some more gold rings inside this thing. <laughs> okay. I'm already like, have been chest deep in stink water, so I don't care. All right, so, I mean, poking around inside, you, you don't find really anything. It, it's just, it's a pile of refuse, plant material, and from your understanding of the forest itself, shambling mounds are an unnatural formation of life that comes to being. And usually they're brought on by the amount of energy when a huge bolt of lightning strikes like swampy plant material. Hmm. So really, everything inside is just basically garbage, bones. Not even a bezoar? They don't make bezoars? No. <laughs> well, I got my hand dirty for nothing. Um, do we want to look around, or I want to look around, take a quick look around the room to see if there's anything else of interest in here. And then after that, try to open that portcullis. So there is nothing else of interest in the room at all. The apparitions have disappeared. The altar is covered with the body of the shambling mound, I guess you could say it. And that's really all. You do have the wooden wheel mechanism that could open up the portcullis. Uh, easily would give you access to that room full of uh, evil items, possibly. You're not <laughs> yeah, entirely sure what it is. I think we probably take that stuff with us so that nobody else can perform any acts down here. Let's just light it all on fire. No, we don't want those things falling into the wrong hands. Right. You also know that, I mean, the portcullis would easily give you a way out. Yeah, you could also leave the portcullis closed, which would prevent a lot of people access to this, I mean, sanctuary is a nice way to put it. <laughs> but the secret entrance found in the prison could easily be sealed back up. Lemmy can tell you from his knowledge of his roguish ways that if you were to reset the lever, it actually locks the door. I like that plan. Yeah, I could get down with that. But I do think we need to collect up all those items from that room, though. I don't know about that. Identify them later. All right, let's take some of them. <laughs> all right, so you guys can go back <laughs> to the room and... Remind us what's in here, Drew. I will gladly remind you what's in here. I was thinking of that leather. Inside this room, you have... A small wooden coffer that uh, Lemmy tried to see if it was trapped, but he he didn't, uh, so he just kind of left it there. I'm pretty sure it's a coffer. <laughs> it's a coffer. An, an iron pendant that has a devil's face on it. A shrunken, shriveled head of a halfling. You have a six-inch tall wooden figure of a mummy. There is a, a severed finger, which I did explain to Lemmy that it definitely is not human. There is a a bag about the size of a crown royal bag that's full of something. You're not sure, but it smells. There is a desiccated frog lashed onto a stick. There's that cloak that's made from some type of leather. You're not 100% sure what it is. There's the uh, aspergillum that is carved from bone, an eight inch diameter varnished orb that is made from some type of creature's eye. All right, I'm interested in the cloak. You can take the cloak. It 
actually has little uh, latches on it where um, you can hook um, another like a, another leather strap so it actually like fits and you know over your neck and onto your shoulders. I wouldn't put anything on just yet. We don't know yeah, if any I'm of this is cursed. I'm not ready to put it on. I'm just taking it with me. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying. <laughs> if you, I mean, like upon pulling it out of his little alcove, you can look at it and take a gander. There's also the uh, the dagger with a rat skull that is set into the pommel. A a knife carved from human bone. I like both of those. Okay, you are free to have them. I put them in my bag, though. They need to be checked out. We need to go to the Pawn Stars shop and... <laughs> Pawn Stars. <laughs> and finally, I know Theranor is excited, a small mummified yellow hand <laughs> with sharp claws. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know if we should be ganking stuff out of here, but uh, he does like the desiccated hand. Okay, that is completely fine. Lemmy gestures at the frog on a stick and says, huh? Huh? To Aoife trying to get, her, to get interested in some of these evil things. No. No. Ew. Put that down. Lemmy, do you want to no. try to open that box? Uh, yeah, I didn't try to open it. I was just examining it. I didn't mess with it in any way other than failing my uh, trap check. That's what I'm saying. Do you want to try? I guess. I mean, while we're here, it'd be dumb not to. <laughs> Maybe there's a fuzzy Care Bear in there for her. I'll open the box. Okay, you open up the wooden coffer, and inside you see what appears to be a withered tongue, but you know for a fact it's not its not human. You're not sure what. It's a, it's a bigger tongue. Hmm. Maybe, maybe like a knowledge nature, survival. I'll do that. Yeah, none of that's me. You like nature, just a very specific subset. Yeah. I got a 15 on nature. So you can identify it as a, a dire wolf's tongue, but it's withered and kind of, you know, desiccated. So it's jerky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These could all be considered to someone of a religious or even dark arcane, you know, past could identify these as relics that could be used in rituals. Like components mainly or actual magical items. I mean, they, they could be components. They could be used as, you know, like uh, maybe ceremonial things to be worn or used during, as we've all seen in, you know, Temple of Doom. <laughs> a knife could off. cut out a heart. And <laughs> I mean, the, the knives, though, could also potentially be used for stabbing folk, yeah? They could. They very much so could. I mean, you could even hit somebody upside the head with the aspergillum. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's highest and best use. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like Mandy Moore throwing the Bible saying, I am full of Christ's love. Well, I am not going to take anything, but I am going to use my channel divinity ability to restore hit points to myself and Pac. Okay. So I can restore up to 10 between us. So I'm going to give myself six and give Pac five. I'm Thank sorry. You. I can count four. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> and that can only go up to half of max health, correct? All right, little health restored. Yeah, you can only go up to no more than half of your hit point max. I'm not close to that yet, so we're okay. <laughs> now let's go find those healing potions. <laughs> yeah, I know there is another area we haven't looked at yet. <laughs> As you guys make your way back up to the stairs again, all of the echoing and the chanting has gone, and it's gone back to being quiet, but it's no longer as unsettling as it was before. Uh, Lemmy, do you want to scout that other area where your friends were coming out again? Sure thing. 
That's a 16 stealth. You, you make your way back to the top of the stairs, and you can either go forward, you can make a right where you uh, will come back to the, the four-way stop that was just outside of the little cafeteria dining area where you guys uh, encountered the ghouls and uh, the Grick. Yeah, I'd like to continue east down that hall past the four-way. Okay, coming to the four-way stop, you want to go to the end of it? Do you want to... Yeah, continuing east. Continuing east? Is anyone going to follow our dear friend? I'll go up to the same level he's on, but not all the way to the um, four-way. Okay. And as per usual, I'm going to have an arrow knocked and ready. Rightly so. I'll follow behind. Okay. I have my... I've slung my bow and I'm back to rapier. Understood. And I'll bring up the rear or whatever. Okay, so you can definitely see that uh, around the corner from where you are, let me, it, it definitely opens up into a room. If you would like to uh, take a look. I would indeed. Okay. And as he does so, I'll take up his last position. The room itself has moldy skeletons that hang from rusty shackles against the walls. There's a wide alcove in the south wall that contains a painted wooden statue carved to the likeness of a gaunt, pale-faced man wearing a big black cloak. And in his hand is resting the head of a wolf that stands next to him. And in his right hand, you see this smoky, kind of grayish crystal orb. The room has exits that are leading to the north and west walls, and this is what you see. I I do want to examine that statue in a little greater detail, but uh, I'm going to go to the center of the room to try and see how, how far I can down the north and south passageways. The exits that it's referring to are just at the bottom. They're just at the bottom. Okay. And the one that you came into. Okay. Uh, I would like to uh, investigate this room. That is completely fine. Go for it. That is not great. That is a 7 plus 5 is a 12. Giving a good, decent uh, perception check, at least what you would possibly even think is pretty bad, along the e- the middle of the eastern wall, you do find a hidden door. It's basically a covered piece of rotten wood that's hidden under another large layer of clay, kind of like you found inside the prison. Hmm. Before I do anything else, I give the agreed upon Kakar, Kakar <laughs> to signal oh. Pock. I'll move in to the uh, right where Lemmy's standing now. <laughs> That's where I was going to go. You can come up yep. behind him. That's fine. Okay. So have you guys has uh, you guys found a door? Do you want to you want to open it? Sure. Okay. So opening up the door, you find a set of stairs. Those are going up. They go up. Okay. Um. So that would take what us it? back to the same level as the house. Well, as presumably, as you know, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't anything there that we didn't explore on that level, so this would be something new, possibly. Yeah, let's uh, check it out. You guys want to come up? I'll follow you. You would have heard my clever bird call <laughs> that sounded yeah, totally not out of place <laughs> in this room. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to... Go ahead and sneak into the main room as well. Yeah, I want to know what's up there and how it connects to the rest of the house. All right. I want to inspect so, the statue. <laughs> I like knowing my exits first. <laughs> so if you continue up this little stairwell, you find a ladder that seems to uh, go up. I, I, I want to continue on. Yeah, I want to see what's up Stealthily. there. Stealthily. Of course. Stealthily. Of course. Yeah. Okay. 
while splitting the party is never a good idea, I would like to check that uh, the statue, because you said it had like a smoky orb and whatnot. I'm kind of curious what it is. Okay, so you can go in there. Uh, Aoife, are you following? Yeah, I'll stay with Theranor. That's a 24 on my stealth roll. And 17 for mine. Okay, so what you notice is climbing to the top of the ladder, there is a latch that you can release, and it seems like you would have to push to open up whatever, you know, this leads to. Is it heavy or can let me do it? You can try. And let me, will attempt it. You uh, give it a push and it, I mean, it's not too hard. It opens okay. up. What you find is that you are back in the first floor of the house. You're in what was the, the hunting room. Okay. Okay. Is that the one with the tiger skin on the floor? That was the one with the tiger skin on the floor. Gotcha. Okay, so already explored territory. All right, let's go back down. Right. Okay. You now know that there is a uh, like a quick exit out of the, I guess what you would call the, the sub-basement. You can go up the ladder to the first floor, or you can, you know, go, you know, go back on through all the other rooms. And was there anything special about the statue or anything in here? Well, I mean, Theranor and uh, Aoife said they were going to be looking at it, especially Theranor. I mean, Theranor, are you wanting to... Check it oh, out. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do? Do you want to you want to touch it? Uh, push it over. Probably <laughs> just take a close look at it for the moment, especially the uh, the smoky orb, because that seems I don't know interesting. It's just a it's a it's a wooden carved figure again depicting a someone cl- uh, in a big cloak. Their hand rests on top of the head of a of a wolf. The wolf doesn't necessarily look menacing, but it looks very stoic. The man even looks stoic, even though it's depicting these gaunt features about him. And in the other hand, it's the only thing that is not carved from wood, but rather a kind of shadowy gray orb. Does the orb look like anything that Theranor would have knowledge of? It's a it's a shadowy gray oh, orb. Okay, so it's not like, oh, this is a, a Palantir. <laughs> no, it's not a Palantir. <laughs> Does the wolf have a tongue? <laughs> The mouth is closed oh. on the wolf. It's so weird to have a statue in here. Um, do I even have investigation? Let me. I do. I can. Now that I'm back down. Yeah. Do you want to maybe look around and see if there's anything strange about this? Switches or something? So that is a 19 oh. plus 5 is a 24 investigation rule. Nothing seems to be very unique or odd about like the statue of the orb itself though looking about and your recent venture below you know the depths of the uh, this part of the sub-basement you can allude that all the dead people and the skeletons that are in this room possibly had something to do with whomever this statue is for maybe these people were sacrificed to it maybe they were chained in here as some part of you know of a ritual or some type of Initiation. Who knows? I would almost be kind of curious to uh, go back to the library at some point and try and look up uh, Ossibus, who, you yeah. know, the priests of Ossibus. Uh, makes me wonder if, like, this was this dude or what. That's a good idea. That is what we planned on doing tonight was going back to the library. We always want to go back to that library. I would like to check that southern exit. Yeah. yeah. What are we going for? Are you, are you stealthing? Are you investigating? Always what are you stealthing. Always stealthing. A-B-S, that's an 11. What you find around the corner is a door. Okay. I'd like to listen at that door. Wow. <laughs> I think I got my ear stuck to it. You managed to get a splinter. 
<laughs> one point of damage. <laughs> you hear nothing. You you honestly hear nothing at the store. That's going to get infected later. Um, <laughs> I'm going to open it. I'm feeling pretty badass after stabbing that vegetable mass. I'm wondering if this door kind of leads to wherever those apparitions were. Like a upper viewing area or something. Yeah. Possibly. It's like their apparitions lounge. They're just hanging out. <laughs> oh, shit. You're not supposed to be in here. <laughs> get out. Get out. We're changing. <laughs> Club apparate. <laughs> All right. So, Donnie, as you reach for the door to open it up, the door grows teeth and tries to bite your hand. Oh, oh man. Is it a mimic? Mimic? Hey, at least it was biting at your hand and it didn't bite at your head when you put your ear against it. Yes, true. All things considered. Does a 14 bite your hand? Sure does. 14 is my armor class. Yay, I bit you. <laughs> <laughs> but it leaves him feeling totally unsatisfied. <laughs> Tastes great. Let's Ouch. 11 damage to bite you. 11? Ouch, I'm down to two hit points. 11. All right. And now you know that the door is a mimic. <sighs> of course it is. Okay, I uh, shout very masculinely. <laughs> To alert the uh, other members of the party. Mimics can't move, can they? It is basically stuck as a door in this at this point right now. And if Lemmy backs away, does it get another attack of opportunity? I can disengage as yeah. one of my cunning action bonus okay. actions. Should we ignore it and go around? Uh, there was still that other path. Oh, now it's personal. Okay. <laughs> right. So Lemmy actually never touched the door. So that's a good thing. But he did try to go and open it. So what we're going to have now is a, a nice form of initiative to uh, try and kill a mimic. Okay. 14 for me. 13 for Theranor. Uh, 14 for Lemmy. Okay. And I had eight. Lemmy, do you uh, do you have the higher uh, dex? Pox is probably higher than mine. I have a uh, dex of 18. Yeah, mine's 16. I've only... Pock, Lemmy, and then I believe Theranor, <laughs> Aoife, and then the mimic will be last. If I go to the, the corner there, can the mimic reach me? Let me did say that he was going to come out and tell you guys, like, there is a... Right. There is a mimic. So you you can actually go up here and, like, round the corner. And if you want, you can take a pop shot at it. But can it reach me from there? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. It okay. is. It is a door. <laughs> okay. okay. Just... Mimics won't chase you. Okay. I mean, they can, but it's not... It's not necessarily like their go-to thing to chase you. All right, let's go ahead and take this thing out real quick then. Uh, shot, I'm going to shoot him my arrow. Okay. That's a 17. You hit it. And 11 points of damage. So what, one? 11, 11 points of damage. Oh, 11, sorry, okay. Okay, well, it, then it would be uh, Lemmy's turn. Bonus action, stealth. That's a 19. Lemmy slinks into the shadows and then sits down and nurses his hand and thinks about the decisions that led him to this place. <laughs> Would you like to leave the room or just like hide in the corner right here? Nah, I'm just gonna let the crew take care of this one. Sit down next to okay. one of the skeletons. Let the guys who can fling fire bolts. That hit nothing. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Okay. So, Theranor, what do you got? He's going to like lean, walk up, lean into the hallway, and just kind of chuck a firebolt. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I can throw a well. Uh, 22. Oh, yeah, 22 hits it. Six damage. Well, that just leaves Eva. I don't know if I'd be able to squeeze in there with all them. 
at this point, I, I'm not going to say that you'd be yeah. able to squeeze in. Well, could I technically move back out of the hallway? You can move, attack, and then move. Yes, you can. Oh, cool. Good, good to know. Eva, you want to try and squeeze in? Um, possibly. Now, this is a door, correct? The mimic has taken the shape of a door. Yes. <laughs> is a door your uh, your declared enemy? I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Favorite enemy? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I do got a couple tricks up my sleeve. If I use thaumaturgy, I could cause the door to fly open. But technically, it's not a door. Not a real door. Just kill it. All right, guys. All right. I I will squeeze in there. I'll, I'll go just past Pox so I can... Uh, Cast Sacred Flame. All right, you you attack it. <laughs> Can a door make a dex saving throw? <laughs> it's not a door. <laughs> it's a mimic. I'm just curious how the door dodges. Does it like just swing open and then close no, itself? No, it missed. It, it missed your dex. So, yeah, roll your radiant damage. Bill. For those at home, that was another two. Well, I rolled a one. <laughs> Well, if she had cast that thaumaturgy, then the door would be ajar. The mimic neither holds jams nor preserves. <laughs> one damage, one and done. And it takes it. It takes your one damage. Do you want to move on out, like for five feet? I will move back so that Pock has a nice line of sight. <laughs> and it goes to the mimic's turn, which it tries to kind of lean forward to take a bite out of Pock, but it's not. It's not working. <laughs> its lips look like it's trying to find the straw on a, a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. It, it stays there. It actually like goes back to resting, and it looks exactly like a door again. Yeah, so 15. 15 hits. That is a nine. Nine? Do you want to move out of the way, or do you want yeah, to... Yeah, I'll move out of the way so that we can round <laughs> okay. robin this... An assembly line. Lemmy. Cheers. <laughs> Lemmy, you are up. Uh, I didn't. I should have drew my bow last time. I didn't do it. So um, I'm going to examine that uh, frog on a stick. <laughs> it is definitely a frog on a stick. <laughs> All right, then. I'm good. <laughs> okay. There uh, are. Already my bow. Okay. You, okay. You can ready your bow. Uh. Yeah. Firebolts, but it's a uh, whopping nine. Oh yeah, nine, nine does not hit it. Oops. I missed a door, guys. <laughs> we'll see. You, move <laughs> you couldn't hit a stationary object. <laughs> okay, Aoife, back to uh, more sacred flame. Yeah, my my old standby. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, finally, I I make your deck save. Sometimes it doesn't. That is an agile door. <laughs> Just swings open really quick and then closes again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to the door. It uh, it just it goes back to being, you know, flush looking looking like a door. Puck. Okay. I'm gonna shoot again. <laughs> Twenty two. Yeah. You and you, you hit the door. Nine points of damage again. All right. I mean, you, the the arrows are now sticking in it, and you can kind of see what. Could be blood. You're not a hundred percent sure. Oh, it's it's almost like blending into 
what the skin texture looks like of the mimic as the door. So it almost looks like just like someone didn't quite like finish blending in the varnish. This week on Chris Stormcast, the team fights a door. <laughs> For 12 rounds. <laughs> yeah. For 12 rounds, fights a, t- <laughs> fights a door and loses. The Shambling Mound didn't touch me. This door almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> Theranor. No, I'm up after Pock. Oh, sorry, Lemmy. That's right. He has other yeah. items to look at. No, I got my bow out. Uh, all right. All right, you hit it. That would be a 1d6 plus 3. That's a 2 plus 3 is a 5. Okay. Do I get a sneak attack? No. I no, you stealth. don't get a sneak attack. <laughs> you... <laughs> Although it should be expecting attacks. You broke stealth when you looked at the frog. (laughs) Oh, right, right. And I assume move back? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, Theranor. Oh, here we go. That's actually decent. Uh, 25 to hit. And... Yeah, you hit. 10 damage for the firebolt. Max. All right, this thing is looking pretty crappy. You can actually see it, like, sort of losing its grip on the frame of... You know, the outline where, where a real door would be, and it's kind of drooping, and it's it's bleeding a bit more. Droopy door. Droopy door. Hopefully this mimic is not like, guys, I'm trying to protect you from what's on the other side of this. Why are you hitting me? <laughs> you, you don't understand. <laughs> Aoife, I'm guessing Sacred Flame once more. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. I, I fell that with a three. Beautiful. I will roll. So, by 1d8 radiance. Ooh, a seven. All right. So with that sacred flame, you just like lunge it at the door for the mimic and it actually like punches right through it. And you can see this wet dripping hole where this radiant energy has just killed this creature and the door just falls flat. And it reverts back to this kind of weird, weird looking shape. Pudding. And the creature is, is dead. Floor pudding. All right. Uh, do we want to finish exploring this real quick? We got a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go inside. I will go inside. Walk over the puddle. Okay. You can walk o- You can walk on over the puddle. Okay. So going inside this room, you are able to find basically what could be like a den, essentially. You find a chandelier that is suspended above a table. In the middle of the room, there are uh, two high-back chairs that flank the table. And there's an empty clay jug, two flagons atop it. And there's uh, iron candlesticks that are standing basically in the corners. But it seems like, obviously, their candles have uh, long since melted away. And there's another little uh, alcove kind of leading off from this den. My spatial awareness tells me I'm fairly certain where the north door goes. Maybe. I'm going to sneak up and look or try to suss out the western door. Okay. 17 to sneak. All right. So you sneak up over there and you find what appears to be like like a master bedroom, essentially. Is it occupied? (laughs) So it contains a large bed that has basically a feather mattress, but you're not exactly sure that the mattress itself would be very wise to sleep on. The damp and the cold has almost made it mildewy. You can see that there is a a wardrobe that you could look inside. Yep, I want to do the searches. So inside the wardrobe, you find a pair of iron candlesticks. There is an open crate that you can see about 
30 torches and a leather sack inside. Inside the sack itself is, is more candles. At the foot of the bed, there is a wooden footlocker. Hey, Lemmy, can you come trap check this? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll make my way into the room and roll a 13 plus 5 and 18 on my investigation. So you find that the footlocker is not locked at all. Let's open it. You go to open up the footlocker. I don't. I take a step back. <laughs> In fact, I would you take a step use back. My, my short sword to lift the lid. <laughs> That's fine. You can use your short sword to lift the lid. So you flip open the lid with your sword. And another mimic. What you actually find is... Let me get the stuff real quick. He loves the suspense. I know he does. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> Got to find that scorpion's icon. So from behind... Oh, jeez. From behind these small alcoves that were, again, covered up with fake plaster, you have... Two horribly undead-looking creatures bound in black robes, kind of like reaching out and swiping, but they're, they can't seem to like break beyond just like the height above like their, you know, their chest. And they're kind of like taking a swipe at you. And uh, I'm going to say that you're going to be able to like kind of duck out of the way. I'm going to say that you're going to be able to duck out of the way, Pac, because you were opening up the, uh, the chest with your sword, so you were being a bit cautious. And now you have two undead that are basically kind of looking your way. Should we run, Larry? I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Old friends. Lemmy says, ah, good. Porters to help carry the loot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am going to uh, hightail it backwards to, to the rest of the group and let them know what's going on. All right, so you have left the room. Lemmy, you are now in a room with two undead that seem to have calmed down a bit. Um, can I see what's in the footlocker? Did Pock manage to open it? Oh yeah, he totally managed to open it. So What's in there? Uh, inside, inside the footlocker, you see a cloak. There's a, uh, a, wooden, a wooden coffer. You see a chain shirt. Uh, what appears to be a mess kit. There's a flask of something. You're not entirely sure. There is a bullseye lantern. You immediately recognize a set of thieves' tools. Nice. And there's also a a spell book bound in leather armor. Leather, um, yellow leather is what I should say. And you recognize it as a spell book because it does have some arcane markings, or at least what you could recognize as arcane markings on the outside. Keeping a careful eye on my friends here, Reach toward the cloak and see if they make any movement. No. Okay. Can I... Is the cloak big enough to basically just <laughs> throw everything into to Can gather it up? Yeah. Tie it to my frog stick? <laughs> yes. I, I would say that you could definitely put everything inside. I think that it's definitely going to be kind of hefty. Okay. And is it like, is there a mechanism to close these undead back <laughs> off? No. They... <laughs> it seems as if, like, I mean, they're definitely inside the little alcoves that were plastered up and kept, you know, covered. Yeah. But they're not, like, chained to the wall or anything like that. Okay. Uh, so h- how heavy is all this stuff? Can I carry it? You can carry it, but, I mean, you're not going to be able to, like, you know, walk free and easy. Okay. I mean, it, it'll, I mean it's going to, like, cut your speed probably in half a little bit. But they're still seeming as though they're very calm. Oh, yeah. They're not... They're not bothered. They, they're they not really agitated with you there. Okay. Well, I 
gather up my bindle and tip my top hat and say, <laughs> gents, and uh, slowly, not threateningly, uh, make my way out of the room. Hey, look, it's a little Christmas elf. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely have a wondrous set of items, which you which uh, you could easily kind of like, you know, place out on the table right there and uh, let everybody have a look-see. Yeah. Well, maybe we should get a little farther away. Can those things get out from where they are? You're not sure. Would you like to go back and check? Yeah, I, I no, I'll just hand this, the cloak to Pac with all the stuff in it and say, mm-hmm. you know, we best get, you know, a little further away, maybe climb up that ladder. Yeah, let's get upstairs. And maybe kick it down and then we can look over this stuff. Making your way back to the ladder, you guys are able to venture back up to what you remember to be the first level of the house itself, into kind of the, like, hunting den. You know, the smoking lounge in a way. And you're back on the first level. Closing any doors behind us and... You can definitely close the... I mean, not the mimic, obviously. <laughs> not the mimic door. You can close the floor door that is right above the ladder that you just exited. Uh, you can even place some of the furniture over it. Let's do that. Or a pot okay. can. Somebody yeah, I'll, I'll else shift, can do I'll that. I'll something hefty over it. <laughs> You're back on the first level? What you do? I think we should make our way back to the... Well, shit, this might be our place now. <laughs> I don't want to live here. <laughs> this is where we got hurt and there's undead things. They're not so bad. Tommy. I'm definitely like on my last legs. I'm ready to take a break. Should we find a different inn seeing as the two proprietors technically aren't there anymore? Well, not technically. They just aren't there anymore. They aren't here anymore either. Our rooms are free now. <laughs> yeah, that means there's no one there to kick us out. We own property. It might be suspicious if we go back there. We still have stuff there, though, right? We gotta go back there. Yeah. I mean, it might be suspicious if we weren't back there. You guys had rooms here, and you just disappe- and you just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I think we're best off going back to the Ogre's Eye. Okay. You guys can head back to the Ogre's Eye. Making your way towards the front door of the house, you do exit, and where you remember that there is this thick mist, almost like a fog, that surrounded the house is gone. Outside where it looked like things were a bit run down and a little bit dead, Pac actually notices a single flower starting to bloom right by the door. I definitely pointed out to Aoife. <gasps> Look at that! Plant life! Lemmy has plenty of plant life on him. Yeah, can I roll medicine? That's a 15. <laughs> Does that flower have any use? It, it, it doesn't, but actually the more that you inspect it, you actually notice another smaller flower next to it. Hmm. Quite. I feel like we've healed something here. <laughs> and yet, still very evil. <laughs> maybe it, maybe we didn't complete their evil ceremonial ritual. Or, or, oh. maybe we did. Hmm. Somebody cast detect evil on those flowers. Detect plot devices. <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch of junk that we need to go get appraised. Um, I've been out of the game for a while. Is there a quick way for us to do identification on any of this stuff? You would need to cast identification. I don't think anybody has it. Or find an expert. (laughs) Or you could find someone in town that you could pay to cast identification on stuff. What exactly are you wanting to cast identification on? (laughs) Like all this crap. (laughs) I'd be pretty suspicious. Where'd you boys get all this stuff? That would also cost quite a bit of money. Yeah. When do you get identify, uh... 
Jordan. Jordan would Actually, take I a might spell get it like that. Next level. Identify is a first level divination ritual. Um, I don't believe I'll ever get it because I don't have oh, ritual. Okay. Is it not a wizard spell? I believe it's wizard. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I can take it at level three. So this is what I can tell you. Upon exiting the house, and you know, maybe stopping about halfway back to the ogre's eye, you can look at the items that you did take out of the footlocker. And you do find that the cloak itself is a cloak of protection. Upon opening the wooden coffer, which was unlocked, it contains four potions of healing. <laughs> Those would have been handy. <laughs> the chain shirt is just a chain shirt. Mess kit is a mess kit. The flask itself is something different. You're not 100% sure, but like uncorking it and smelling it, it, it smells just awful. But you're not sure what exactly it is. You'd have, probably have to go get that looked at. And the spell book, which Theranor could look at. And shell. You see that it contains some first level spells and some second level spells. And what spells might those be? Disguise, uh, disguise self, identify, mage armor, magic missile, protection from good and evil. And then the second levels were dark vision, hold person, invisibility, and magical weapon. A lot of spells in that. <clears throat> what you could probably deduce from having all these items in front of you. These are not commonplace items. These are not items that were meant for just, you know, the everyday people just walking around Talcur. Something is different about these. These are adventurer items. These are meant for people who are going out and finding their way, battling evil, taking on great triumphs. Why the hell was this in the bottom of an orphanage? With ghouls. With ghouls. And culty things. <laughs> Why was it anything in the bottom of the orphanage? That's my question. Yeah, that's true. Let's go get some rest. <laughs> yes, please. All right. So you head back to the ogre's eye and... I guess I'll have to get my own cider. <laughs> so you head back to the ogre's eye. The air at this point, once again, it was heavy when you first got to town. Then it became a little bit easier to breathe. Now you guys are kind of breathing free and easy. It's, it's not seeming like it's going to be an issue at hand at all. Once you get back to the ogre's eye, you walk inside, you open the door, and behind the counter is that dwarf that has actually been sitting by the fire every single day since you first arrived. And he's just kind of like wiping glasses, pouring drinks. He has a little halfling running around, passing out bread. And he, you know, looks over and sees you guys, and he waves energetically. And he kind of like motion, motions you over. He hadn't come back yet. Thought I'd just pour some drinks. Uh, you're hired as manager <laughs> of our tavern. <laughs> well, not now it's yours. We've got but a deed. That's that not, guy's not to the tavern. I, eh, he close doesn't enough. know that. <laughs> we can search the tavern for the deed to the tavern. Has <laughs> has he gone away? Oh, um, uh, I I like try to get in front of Lemmy and everyone and, and get up to this dwarf before anyone else says anything. Uh, Lemmy doesn't even know what's going on, so he doesn't know what happened to the innkeeper. Theranor starts rooting around his bag and uh, starts saying comments like, oh yes, he has to lend a hand. No, no. Everything's fine. <laughs> Theranor, that's, that's funny what you do with that thing. Um, yeah, he, uh, the innkeep um, is taking a break from barkeeping uh they actually they went back to the orphanage so don't but you don't have to go back there and check because everything's <laughs> under control and they're just they're um 
Last time we saw him, that's where they were, and that's. And he's he's kind of he kind of stares at you, unknowing. And he's like the, the orphanage, like no nobody goes to that place. They, they they say it's haunted. That's what they say, yeah. And they would they would be right. Um, but uh, it's definitely the last place we saw them. Now now it's it's fine. But don't yeah you don't have to go there. Don't ever go there. He says, no, I've, I've never gotten a good feeling about that place. I mean, it's just, it's weird because I, I know it's been there and they say it's haunted, but I don't remember it from from ages ago. It's just like it appeared. Yeah, just. And strange just enough. Just put it out of no. your mind. When did it appear? No, when did what? The orphanage. When did it appear? Oh, ages ago, but I can't, I can't tell you when. Yes. I, I just, I just know it's been there, but I can't, I can't really remember hmm. when. Man, that, that's probably my fault. I, I've been drinking far too long. <laughs> well, we'll just keep drinking because everything's fine. Lemmy picks up five pint glasses and starts juggling them, and I just rolled a 20 on my sleight of hand. Dex roll. Well, the barkeep stares at you and he says like, There you go, everyone! Drinks on the house! <laughs> All right, everybody have a good time. Uh, you seem like you have... Uh, good handle on managing the place here, so we're gonna go to our rooms. I'll be here all week. Uh, shows at seven and nine. Are you sure you're not cross-classing Bard? <laughs> <laughs> you can have charismatic rogues. <laughs> and he was asking too many questions. Uh, distraction was necessary. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys go back to your rooms, lay down for the evening, and take a nice, nice short rest or long rest. Yeah, there short you go. rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to transfer days. <laughs> Venture off to sleep, and when you awake next time, you almost feel like you're level three. <laughs> almost. Almost? No, you're level <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the tale of the orphanage. Sweet. All right, now we need to go back, get back on track with that damn library. <laughs> we rocked that mound so hard. We did. We did. We- Tore that thing up. Except for the times where it rocked me hard. Well, it's it's the once. It got one hit. <laughs> it got a massive hit. <laughs> Thank you for weathering the storm with us. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CritStormcast. Rate and review on Apple Podcast, and please recommend us to your friends. Look to the horizon for more Crit Storms.